0: Hello and welcome to the Prosperous Photographer Podcast, where we talk about money, business, and mindset. Join us as we have honest discussions on creating a successful photography business with your host, owner of three six-figure photography businesses, Melissa Madden. Well, welcome to today's podcast. This is my first attempt at actually including video. I clearly did not get my own memo because I did not do my hair, (laughs) but I want to (laughs) give it a try. Um, Anyway, today I went with my daughter Gabby. We went to an abbey just outside of Saint Remy de Provence. We were on our way to pick Keith up from the airport, and thought, why not make a quick little stop at a nice historic spot? So. I hadn't realized I, on the cover of a guidebook I have about Provence is this beautiful abbey with lavender fields in front of it. And I never knew where, where that was. And then I was looking for a spot for us to stop on the way to the airport And this Abbey came up, and she is a huge Van Gogh fan. Uh, Who isn't, right? Well, maybe there's plenty of people who aren't. But anyway, he has a strong history in this part of France, um, from Arles to Saint-Rémy. Saint-Rémy, the Abbey, is where he checked himself in before he killed himself so his room where he and he painted quite a few I 12 or 15 paintings and being in his room and actually walking the grounds of this monastery was more moving than i than i expected it to be i am a fango fan but knowing his mental history and um knowing what uh an interesting life he had there was just something very powerful about our visit there so that's a side note of course um Anyway, so it was a very interesting visit and I love, there's a beautiful place to photograph. And then we had lunch in St. Remy and it was a wonderful afternoon spent with my younger daughter and we made it to the airport on time in spite of the Pope (laughs) leaving right at the time that Keith was arriving and the highway being closed and everything else. But we were able to get to Marseille airport and get Keith with no problem. (laughs) So here we are. I am now um, ready to record this episode. So anyway, guys, bear with me for my inaugural episode (laughs) using the video camera. So I am a little nervous, of course. But anyway, I'm going to jump right in. I am going to do a three-part series on money. And thank you. You are here for episode one. In my opinion, this is a very big topic. And I do believe it's front and center to having a photography business that makes money and makes you happy. For me, understanding who I was and what my relationship was with money was a game changer for our business and honestly for our lives as well. I consider myself financially literate, but on a personal level, there were a few things boiling beneath the surface that I had never taken a really close look at. Maybe I didn't want to, maybe I never thought I needed to, but for whatever reason, I was really naive as to what my relationship was with money. To start, I want to introduce a few words or phrases that I think will play a role in how we discuss money moving forward. If you listen to last week's episode, then I already mentioned one very important phrase, limiting beliefs. And I think that limiting beliefs can be at the core of many people's relationship with money. That's a really good first phrase to start with. So if you missed it, then tune into last week's where I give Tony Robbins definition of what a limiting belief is. And I use it in my own stories about limiting beliefs that I have had in my business as well. The second I would like to talk about is the scarcity mindset. This is the belief that there's never enough of anything to go around. Money is limited. I found this definition on a blog from Chetfield Financial, and I really like their definition. This is their quote from their site. Your money mindset refers to the attitudes, beliefs, and emotions that influence your financial habits and behaviors and is shaped by your upbringing, your personal experiences, your cultural background, and overall attitude towards money. But despite our money management being so impacted by our money mindset, many of us might not take the time to consider our own thoughts and beliefs around our finances to identify our own money mindset. So that kind of encapsulates everything that I'm really trying to do here. We're trying to understand the connections between behaviors, thoughts, and feelings, um, our personal experiences, things that we learned as children all the way through to adulthood or wherever, wherever you're at. Uh, you know, I'm 54. So for me, I carry around a lot of, um, Definitely some scarcity mindset from childhood that, as I mentioned in my opening line, that I really just never even thought. I never thought about it. I literally never thought about my relationship with money ever. Um, so trying to understand what a scarcity mindset is and what limiting beliefs are and how that contributes to my overall relationship, I feel is wildly important to the trajectory that my business was on and my personal life as well. I don't know about you, but it took me a long time to put these two thoughts together. My money management was directly affected by my beliefs around money. My life changed, it was like this aha moment, like putting these two things together. I know to some you might be like, ooh, is she crazy? But no, I don't know. Like putting these two thoughts together really just opened my mind to what was possible for me and my business. Well, my family and my business. Having scarcity around money meant at different times in my life that I was an under earner. I definitely was an under it didn't mean I didn't make a lot of money, but I was an under earner. I should have been making more for the positions that I had. That I didn't value myself correctly. That I was in debt. I was hugely in debt. Like, why? I had no emergency fund. I was a chronic overspender and an undersaver. <laughs> like the perfect disaster, the financial disaster that was my life. I was generous. I was always giving to a fault. It seemed like I always had a slightly chaotic relationship with money. If I look back, I mean, from childhood till 10 or 15 years ago, there was chaos in my life around finances. And, and again, that's scarcity mindset. That's But for me, it was overspending and not saving. For other people, scarcity mindset is the exact opposite where... They're penny pinchers, they're hoarders, they, they can't spend money at all, that all they do is save, that they, they can't let go and even, you know, I'm going to say reward yourself, but even make a small purchase, that they are the other extreme. My point in saying this is that, that scarcity mindset shows up in different ways. And for me, it showed up as under earning, overspending, creating debt, and creating chaos in my financial life. I promise there's a reason I'm talking about all of this. I'm laying out the pieces of the puzzle that I was lacking years ago. And how does this fit into photography? Keep with me (laughs) because this mindset definitely plays a major role in the prosperity of your business and how you attract money and how you keep money. So the third thing I want to mention is the abundant mindset. This is another one of those very important pieces in the puzzle. And I may have had a a few of these characteristics, but not enough to consider myself going back a few years to really have had an abundant mindset. So let me list a few things that um, masterclass, I'm going to use the definition from masterclass, which is always a great place to learn. And I feel like they actually have something called seven characteristics of an abundant mindset. Number one, you tend to be an optimist. Your glass is half full. Um, When conflict arises, you think win-win scenarios are possible and ideal. Number two, you're generous. People with an abundant mindset see plenty of time, money, and resources to go around and are happy to share theirs with others. This generosity often manifests through charitable giving or volunteering, but can be as simple as investing in relationships with those around you. Number three, you celebrate people. You see the best in people and relish the opportunity to celebrate the accomplishments of others. You see new and exciting life experiences, whether yours or someone else's as cause for celebration. Number four, you embrace new opportunities. You see the world as full of infinite possibilities and take advantage of the opportunities that come your way. Number five, you have a high level of self-awareness. You have a balanced self-image and recognize that everyone is a combination of strengths and weaknesses. Number six, you focus on personal development. Rather than fixate on the shortcomings of others, you focus on your personal growth and work to become, to be the best version of yourself. And number seven, you practice being present. You're able to identify anxious thought patterns. Rather than fixate on future things outside of your control, you seek a positive mindset and practice being grateful for your circumstances. I think that was a really, really, really nice definition of not only what it is to be an abundant mindset, but for me, I wanted to live my life from that place. I wanted to run my business from an abundant mindset. I wanted to live my life from an abundant mindset, parent, to have a relationship with my husband. I just appreciate so much in those seven characteristics that, that just seems like a very healthy, a very healthy life to be living. So why are these three terms or phrases important for your photography business? Because we need to understand our relationship with money. And by understanding these 3 terms, (laughs) it really opens up our eyes to our relationship with money and how that relationship with money affects our photography business. And in my case, the rest of my life. So if we don't understand this relationship, then it can be really, really hard to build a successful business. In fact, I would argue it's impossible. Impossible for the long term anyway. (laughs) You might get by, you might book enough clients to keep the lights on, but what I'm talking about is the real honest understanding about what you were taught about your money, your capacity to earn money, to accept money, to keep money, and what you feel about money and how you think about money. So that's a lot to digest, but all of those components are really, at least to me, they helped explain. Um, There were times I felt like, especially with debt or or not working with the right clients that I was actually rejecting money and that how how and why would I be doing that? A lot of us want to make more money in our business, but the real truth is that if we're unable to accept it, if we can't accept making more money, even if it was dropped in our laps, some of us, I'm definitely talking about me here, (laughs) need to clean up a lot of the thinking that we have around money and making money. And we also need to do a little discovery about how we limit ourselves, how we limit our money. How do we under earn? How do we not accept clients that, 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 could potentially be wonderful clients. How do we keep accepting the wrong clients that you know are going to be a headache or, or fight with you on your pricing or challenge you on time or, or just be generally difficult? Like, Why are we okay with that when we know over here is another group of clients that we would love to work with and that love what we do? Why do we continue to accept not working with the, with the right people? And we also need to do a little discovery about how we limit ourselves, how we limit our money and how we under earn. Maybe some of you are not going to want to hear this. I know that I was not happy when I had to admit this to myself. But the reason your photography business might not be earning enough is probably because of you. And when I face that back myself, again, this is another one of those moments. It's a game changer. like to stop blaming everybody else and Everything else that's happening in your photography world, or your town, or or your environment you're you know you're too busy with your kids, or you can't attract the right clients. There's too many photographers. Those are the things that I'm talking about that we have to reflect back on ourselves. This is really hard to hear. I know when I realized this, I was mad at myself, angry that I was a financial disaster, upset with my overspending and my debt. We were earning money in our photography business to, to pay our bills, but Honestly, that was it. We were just getting by. We literally were just getting by. We were expending all of that energy, all of that time, time away from our children, family, not going out on Saturday nights, not having, you know, the typical family life. We were giving that all up just so that we could get by, just so that we could pay our bills. No, that was that was wrong. Like there was something so wrong about that. I mean, we were busting our asses week after week to just get by. This had to end. Like, honestly, I had to take a look at myself finally and say, look, I'm the common denominator here. I had to show the traits that kept me here. I had to learn to embrace the business owner and person that I wanted to become. I had to start learning more about me and then practice and practice having different thoughts about myself and how I interacted with money. And this burning question, what did I need to be doing differently than I was doing now? Clearly something. (laughs) I had to take a look at myself. Now, I don't mean for you to beat yourself up because honestly, I I did not beat myself. I did take a long, hard look, but I knew it it was with a with such an eye for the future though, because I, I wanted to change. I wanted us to be working hard and working with purpose. And I knew that now, now that I was someone who was living with more of an abundant mindset, like I really wanted to discover more about myself and I wanted to grow and I wanted to figure out why was it okay for me to be working so hard and just getting by. So that really factored into all of this and I did not this is again not about telling ourselves we're horrible or we're we're terrible because we can't handle money or this or that not at all this is about having an eye-opening experience and trying to realize what it is about who we are at the core that's either rejecting money not keeping money keeping too much money and that's pretty much at the core of what I want to talk about so when I say I don't want you to beat yourself up, or I didn't beat myself up, I honestly, though, you know, having debt hanging around and overspending and not planning for the future was counterintuitive to having the life that I wanted, that I wanted an easier life. What I was doing was not sustainable. I mean, we could work our asses off till when? <laughs> you know, till the kids got to college and we had no retirement savings. And so what were we doing? This this just had to, we, we had to like stop! We literally had to stop the merry-go-round of our lives and question, you know, these limiting beliefs for, for myself and my 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 mindsets that were clearly not working for me at that time. <laughs> I had to figure out what to change. I, if I didn't try to figure this out, then we would keep spinning our wheels, working with all the clients, not the clients that we necessarily wanted to work with, not the clients that loved everything that we did. We were spreading that wide net. We were working with everybody. And not working with the right clients, working all the time, hustling. I had to stop doing this. I had to stop all my old thinking in order to move the business forward. So why was I blocking an easier relationship with money, right? This is like the $10 million question. Why was I doing this? (laughs) The feelings I had associated with money were fear, stress, trapped, overwhelmed. And I chose to have these feelings around money. But the feelings that I wanted to have around money were much easier. Like I wanted to feel abundant. I wanted to feel free. I wanted to feel generous. I wanted to give and I wanted to live a stress-free life. Those were the feelings that I wanted to have around money. And I know we're all in a different place but I have worked with enough photographers to know that the burning question most of them have or the mo- that they mostly or that they ask me is how can I make more money in my business? Can you show me how to make more money? Can you show me how to attract more, more clients, more of the right clients? And the more photographers I work with and because of my own relationship with money, I now recognize That the answer to this question of how to make more money comes with the understanding of a person's relationship with money. So let's begin here with an exercise. Grab your journal and a pen, my favorite, (laughs) my favorite two lines to say, and answer this question. What do you think about money? What pops up for you? Let's just free write, like this is we don't need to be right or wrong, or no one's grading you, and no one no one's looking except for you. So on that paper in your journal, just write what pops up for you. Do you want a lot? A little? Is there a certain number that you want to make in your photography business or have in your life? And why? Is it that you want to show people what you can do? Is it that you want to show yourself what you can do? Is it that you've been undervaluing yourself? Like, what are the reasons why? When, you use, when, when a photographer comes to me and says, I want to make more money, why am I not making enough money? The question I'm going to throw back at is, why do you want to make more money? And how much do you want to make? And then continue to talk about your your past. What were you taught about money as a child? Like, what are some of your first memories about money or what you were taught about money? Write them down. So, this is like you're going to start to see some patterns developing from early on that you're probably still carrying with you now. How do you feel when you spend money? Like, what is that feeling? Is it hard for you to spend money or something's easy? Because I know that's how I am. Some things are so easy for me to spend money on, and other things, and I'll say, oh, I feel so cheap. You know, I won't spend money on X, Y, or Z. Yet I'm blowing money over here for something that someone else would question. <laughs> so, where can you spend money easily? Where is it difficult for you to spend money? And then what immediately comes to mind when you think about all of these things? And then let's talk about money specifically related to your business. What is your current thinking about money in your business? I know that's a very general question. What is your thought? For years, I would just trade time for money. That's where we were. Like we were 15 years ago. One job comes in, it's one hour equals this. Literally trading our precious time for a dollar amount. And not realizing that it wasn't providing enough value, and that is going to be in the next the next installment <laughs> episode two on money, we're going to be talking about value and how it relates to photography. I always felt compelled to work hard to deserve more money. I even had a beautiful frame print in my bathroom, and anyone who had ever come to the main bathroom <laughs> in our house that we sold before we moved to France, a beautiful frame graphic print that said. Work hard and be nice to people. I think that pretty much summed up my life, like that to me. I guess as a blue-collar person who grew up in a, you know, a, a very um, working-class city, that you worked hard and you got your money and you were nice to people. I mean, that was literally it. Show up, work, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. There was never any discussion about dreams or or earning and. Crazy amount of money. No, you literally did the status quo. You worked hard and you showed up and you were nice to people. And that was my mantra for years and years. And you were really most of my life. And that doesn't mean I still don't work hard and I'm still not nice to people. And in fact, I think that's really one of the main reasons that we've had such a successful photography business for so many years because we do work hard and we're, we have integrity and we, and we're nice to people. We're very easy to work with. But what I mean about that is more in the general sense. like We're trading time for money, just working hard and being nice to people in order to get by. And that was something that I had to... That was one of the stories that, that I had to shed. I mean, I was stuck in this earning loop. And that's kind of what that, that, that came to be understood by me is that I'm just in this earning loop of getting paid for time for money, time for money, time for money. So answer this question. How do you feel when you create money? And think about what you want to have with that money. What do you want in your checking account, in your retirement account? Like, Just look at the big picture of your business, what you want it to look like, what the future looks like, how much you want to have, what that means to you. What that makes you feel like. How does that make you feel? Does it make you nervous to think that, that, that you could have a million dollars in your bank account? We're going to dive in deeper to this again, um, as we move forward. But for now, I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with that for your exercise because in the next two weeks, I want us to be able to discover what we might need to change in order to have a better relationship with money and answer the question, what would I be doing differently than I'm doing now? That's a big one because. To have that transformation of having a business that you're not 100% satisfied with, that you don't feel like you're attracting the right clients or making the money that you think that you deserve, you have to answer this question. You have to know because you have to begin by understanding what you want to change. And this is is all going to come together. I know this maybe is a little bit long-winded, but the 3 episodes will all make sense when you listen to them back to back to back. And I'm gonna have some really good exercises about how we can discover this about ourselves. And again, this is different for all of us. There's no right answer or wrong answer. Just answer honestly, what would you be doing differently now? Just answer the question honestly, there's no judgment, no one's looking. What would you be doing differently now? And that's different for all of us. But we have to start diving in deep to figure out this relationship with money so that we can stop blocking the money we want for our business. And this is the core of where I want to go with this money. And this is this is something that will continue the more that uh, we dive into these money discussions. But there's blocks that we put up. We're literally blocking ourselves from having the business that we want. And it doesn't seem that way. We, we think it's just everything that's happening around us. that Those are the reasons why we don't have the business that we want. We're not making the money that we want. And now what we're going to do is some self-discovery and figure out what's blocking us from accepting that money and creating that money for our business. So thank you. And I really appreciate you sticking in and maybe this video format will work out. I don't know. I promise maybe I'll do my hair (laughs) next time. But anyway, thank you so much. And I look forward to episode number two in this money series. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode all the way to the end. If you have any questions about the things we covered in the show or would like to suggest a topic for us to cover in future episodes, please reach out on Instagram at The Prosperous Photographer. And it would mean so much to us if you left a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. See you next week.